Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast, for music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. Good morning, everybody. It's a joy to be in the house of the Lord. We're so grateful for all of you. And I know we got some first-time guests, and we're excited to get to know some of you guys. And, and uh, how many people know it's, it's a privilege to be able to worship Jesus? Some nations, you know, we, you, you hear of the, the persecutions of the church, and it's not just an Old Testament thing, New Testament, early ch- church. I mean, it's still going on around the world. People are, are paying a price just to be able to freely worship and so every time we come together, our hearts should just swell with gratitude and, uh, and just say, wow, what a, what a privilege that we can freely express our love for Jesus. We can proclaim the word. Uh, we know there's a lot of infringements upon uh, freedom of speech and different things in our nation right now. There's a lot of contention going on a lot of, uh, on some of the very basics that we've enjoyed for years. And, uh, but, we, you know, we need to proclaim the word in season, out of season, and uh, not be ashamed of Jesus, watch this, or his word, right? That's what the Bible says. Some people say, I'm cool with Jesus, but I don't know about everything he said. But I'm telling you, you can't separate uh, the words of Jesus from Jesus because Jesus, he's named the word. Jesus, his name is the word, right? And so it's inseparable, and uh, we need to, to hold fast to the Lord and to what he taught us, everything he's commanded us. And so we're going to jump into the Word of God and uh, got kind of, uh, of, you got something? So let's, um, yeah, let's get ready for the Word. I got an exciting uh, topic today. It should be exciting if you're, anyone's interested in, in heaven. Okay, I think I'm talking to the right people. You know, um, you know, we really should take interest, take uh, take thought of heaven, and uh, we've seen all through church history that many times when people have it really good here on earth, they seem to forget about heaven. They're trying to make heaven on earth. They're like, ah, it's getting pretty comfortable and cozy here. I'll try to just camp out here, and yeah, heaven's a good fire insurance, but you know, but that should not be so. You know. I understand that it, it, can, it can go that way, how hard it is for a rich man. But remember, Jesus said, he said, woe to the rich. You've already received your comfort. Whoa. Think about that. So we need to put our hope in heaven and the eternal realm, set our hearts and minds on things above. So this morning, I want to talk to you about something that I think should, should fascinate your, your interest. It's the, some of the activities of heaven. Because some people have a real drab view of heaven, like floating on a cloud up there with a harp or something, and that's, you know, just it just doesn't go that deep. It's not that colorful. It's not that dimensional. But I'm telling you, heaven is off the scale, okay? And we get glimpses of it. We see aspects of it in the Word of God, and we can hear stories of people that have even passed away and went into the eternal realm and came back with these glowing reports of, like, it's beyond words. We cannot describe heaven, and, and it's going to take us all of eternity to appreciate what God has done for us. 
you hear that? All of eternity. It's gonna, we're going to be like constantly just taking it in. Eternal bliss. Just like, what? Are you kidding me? And, and Jesus, uh, he said this, and we'll read the, the, start with this scripture. And it's John 14. John 14, starting at verse 1. Let's stand for the reading of God's word out of reverence for his word. So we'll read this passage. This is when Jesus is comforting his disciples. He's fixing to depart and, and actually head to the cross. And, and a lot of distress was coming, coming their way. They are going through a difficult time. But he says this to them in, in uh, chapter 14. It says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Let's be seated. Okay, so just jumping right on those words of Jesus, um, there's a lot there to, to unpack. And first of all, we need to take this to heart because we are in some troubled times. We're in some difficult times. And, uh, and, it, and you know, we know the shaking is going to continue. But for those who are in Christ Jesus, we've inherited a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So whenever you look at what's happening in the earth and the times that we're in, we've got to quickly also come back to that safe place, that I am island, that place of refuge we talked about on, in January. We come back to the fortress of the Lord and, uh, and find our refuge there. He says this. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. That means your hearts can be troubled, right? By what we see, what's coming upon the earth, the calamities, the uncertainties. And Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. So that's an area of stewardship. We have to steward our hearts. You've got to know what to do when your heart starts to fail or faint or, or just get, get troubled. You're like, with, with what you see or what's coming, even personal battles you're going through. We have to steward that. We've got to come back to that safe place in the Lord. And, and we, how do we do it? We do it by trusting in God. He says, trust in God, trust also in me. And, he, and then he goes on to say this kind of a peculiar statement when you first hear it. He says, in my Father's house there are many rooms. Some translations say mansions. So God, we start seeing that. Wait a sec. There, there's the Father's house. There's a place of existence in the eternal realm. And, and he says, if it, if it weren't so... I would have told you. It's like, if, if this was not true, I would have said, listen, guys, there's not going to be much for you in eternity. But it's the opposite. <laughs> the good news is, I'm telling you, he's going away, and even right now, the Lord is preparing a place. And Apostle Paul described himself as an expert builder. Can you imagine what Jesus is? I mean, he was a carpenter. Can you imagine the kind of work he's building, what, what the, the place he's preparing specifically for you? Uh, the, the rooms, the mansions, the things that are a divine design that will, that will suit you, your personality, your passions. I mean, Father God's going to bless you off the scale. We don't even know what's coming, really. But we get glimpses of it. We're going to talk about activities of heaven this morning. But we know He's preparing a place for us. And He's going to come back and take us to be with Him forever. Okay? And he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Who knows the way to the place where the Lord is? Well, Jesus is the way, Right? The way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through the Son. So if you're interested in heaven, Jesus is the door. Jesus is the gate. Jesus is the way. Amen? And so 
out of relationship with Jesus, for those I believe and trust that everyone here would have a genuine relationship, born again, faith in Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. If so, the rest of this teaching applies to you because this is where you're going. And if it doesn't, this is a great day. Today's a day of salvation. Amen? So I want to talk to anyone that needs to pray and, and, and know absolutely where they're going. If they were to die, if they cross that street, and all of a sudden, boom, you're gone or something, you know, you need to know. Everyone needs to know. The times we're in, we need to know where we're going. Amen? We need to know the Lord. He is salvation. And so, uh, so let's, let's um, heaven is a place of eternal hope. It's a place for the saved, as we mentioned. It's... Um, it's a home of the righteous. And I want to just take a moment and just uh, right, right in the midst of this, just to show you how real all this is when we talk about heaven. Uh, our, our dear brother in the Lord, father in the faith, Michael Brady passed away. And Starlina, his wife, is right here, who we dearly love. And it's amazing you're here in church. But just a few days ago, he passed away. And to know him was to love him. He was one of the most fascinating men of God. And, uh, but he's in, he's in heaven. He's with the Lord. This is how real this is. We don't know when our day is coming, when we'll be with the Lord. But we'll be praying for Starlina. And let's, would you stand for a moment? Let's just gird her up with prayer right now. This is his, his, his lovely bride. And uh, she, she's a woman of faith. And so, Lord, we lift up Starlina. And we just cover her right now. Lord, we pray for supernatural comfort of the Holy Spirit to be upon her, Lord, that you would... Gird her up, her emotions. Lord, we know there's waves of, of sorrow and memories that wash over us with such a dramatic um, departure. But Lord, we just thank you for their years together. And, and uh, Lord, they were definitely a match made in heaven. And, and half of the, the match is in heaven right now. And Lord, I pray that Starlina will get vision for how to run the race of what's left for her in this life, Lord, that you'd be uh, fired up with, with, with fresh vision and, and encouragement, Lord. And so comfort her, strengthen her now, we pray. And, and we just cover this couple now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We'll give you more information. We're going to have a celebration for Michael Brady. Um, so let's talk about... Uh, you know, we know heaven is a... I'm not really doing a teaching on heaven. I'm talking about more the aspects of what we'll be doing. Because some people, I think, get a concept because of the lack of understanding and maybe not looking into the Word. Uh, we, 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 we can sometimes even... I remember when I was a kid, I used to get a, a little kind of like, wow, eternity, is, that's a long time. That's good to get to live forever. But forever and what? We're going to sing songs and worship service and... And, you know, it's that, kind of that dread, is it going to be one giant, like, going to church service for all of eternity? Not that, I'm not, I'm not belittling church, but how many people have ever thought that and then felt a little guilty, like, oh, look. Well, let me tell you, there's a lot more to heaven than going to church. I'm t for, for one, when you're around the throne, I mean, you're going to be undone. I mean, who, we, we can't even put in the English vocabulary what we're really talking about this morning, but we're going to get some glimpses of it. Does that sound Okay. Because I don't want anyone bored and thinking, well, you know, I'd rather be on earth, you know, fishing or something. Oh, sorry. Did I say that? Uh, hey, there'll be some good fishing up there. I believe a lot of the things, let me, let me just drop this on you right from the get-go. You ready for this? Um, I, I believe that the passions that God has put in you, okay, the things that make you come alive that are healthy and wholesome, not 
nothing to do with sin and addiction, but things that are like pure and excellent and praiseworthy and, and, and wholesome and, and produce the fruit of the kingdom, things that are, that are good, uh, the, the passions that are in you, I believe you're going to be doing those in heaven big time. So if you have a sense of dread, like, well, on earth, I'm kind of like, I kind of like this, this, and this, and I don't want to leave that, and I'm not really sure how it's going to pan out for me in eternity and in the, in the celestial realm. Hey, I'm telling you, if, if, you, if you are a passionate person, if you have passions and dreams and gifts that you're already loving, you're like going, man, this is pretty good. I love doing these things. This makes me come alive. You're going to be maxing out, and like, let's, uh, let's put it to you this way. If, if you're someone who loves horses, Yes, I absolutely believe animals will be in heaven, right? You're going you're, you're gonna to have like, I believe, I'll just declare, I believe you're going to be working with horses, you're going to be riding horses, and they'll probably have wings and all kinds of cool things too, right? Off the scale. And, and so, so there's, God's going to take it to a whole different realm of the, right now, we, we can have great enjoyment with the things we do here in this life. But I'm telling you, when we get to heaven, the passions, if you're a warrior, somehow you're going to be, you're going to be, using that warrior gift, okay? Does this make sense? And, and I'm just telling you that God's not going to hold back on you. He's gone to prepare a place. He's preparing a place, and it's going to be a divine design of what makes you tick, okay? But I'm telling you, the supreme passion of heaven will be Jesus. I mean, worship, yes, will be first and foremost our relationship with the Lord. So let's do point number one. Point number one of activities of heaven. You, you okay if we go a little deeper in this? Anyone interested? You're not bored, are you? Okay, okay. Let's make it sure. Um, so, point number one in heaven, you're going to be doing family. Family, family, family. It's an eternal family. Anyone love family? I mean, I hope you do. I know sometimes on earth it can get, family can get rough and dysfunctional and a lot of heartache and heartbreak, but there's an eternal family, eternal fellowship that you'll be. Uh, called into that's going to be such a joy to be part of, to be part of the family of God. Let me read you something. They'll give you a picture. And, and, and it's centered around God himself. He's the Father, our everlasting Father, eternal Father. Uh, and, and the Bible says, be perfect. Jesus says, be perfect as our Father is perfect. So he's a perfect Father, okay? So it's built around Father God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit around that family. And then he invites us in. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 2 says, I saw the holy city. Now picture this, Revelation 21, 2. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying no, or pain. And the old, for the old order of things have passed away. Isn't that comforting? That's one of the most comforting, profound passages in the scripture. That just sums it up. That's the the climax of this whole journey all through Old Testament, New Testament, and finally will be with God. Can you imagine God personally wiping away your tears, saying you don't have to go there anymore? That, that's over. Those, that realm, that old order of pain and sorrow, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. No more 
death, mourning, crying, pain. And the dwelling place with God, an eternal family. And, and there's going to be such rich fellowship. There'll be no more division, no more awkwardness of like, well, that relationship didn't work out. Well, that one's strange. And that person hurt me. And that person betrayed me. And all that stuff that even church folk do to one another, hopefully not purposefully, but uh, that, that's n no longer going to be there. there. There'll be perfect relationships. Someone say perfect relationships. You know, here we have to learn to forgive and not hold grudges and accept one another and encourage one another. But in, in that realm, there'll be such perfection in our relationships and our family. And uh, we remember when you get a glimpse of it in Matthew, I think it's from 17, it says, when we see the, the mountain of transfiguration and, um, and Jesus is transformed in front of Peter and, uh, and James and John. And it says his his face shone like the sun. Of course, you remember in heaven, there'll be no more need for a sun. There'll be no more sun. For who will be the sun? The, the Lord himself will be the brilliant light. He will become the sun, the light that we dwell and live in. And so this is a glimpse of that. His face shone like the sun and his clothes were as white as light. So that brilliance came on Jesus in this earthly realm. And they began to see this. And just... Then there appeared Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Isn't that cool? They're just, they're talking. They're hanging out. They're fellowshipping. Who knows what they're doing? Maybe they're strategizing. You know, some people think these guys are the, 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 the two prophets at the, in Revelation that come back. Maybe they're preparing for what's coming. But Moses and Elijah and Jesus, just imagine that. Them just standing there talking, fellowshipping together. There'll be a day when you can just... Talk with Jesus in a transfigured form. Fellowship, relationship, family. That's what it's all going to be built around. Woo, come on, someone. Am I the only one that gets happy about that? So that's one of the things we're going to do for, for all of eternity. Okay? Number two, I touched on it earlier, and everyone can picture this because we, we hear of it so much. There'll be worship in heaven. How many people appreciate worship? How people love just getting lost in that throne zone and the presence of the Lord and getting refurbished. And, you know, that's why we love our Tuesday nights and the, the prayer and, and, and the worship and Friday nights, whenever we get a chance to worship. But we need a personal worship, too. It needs to be, worship isn't just when, the, strike up the band when the music's playing. Our life is to be worship. We're to breathe worship. We're to invite the Lord into what we do. Amen? And so... Um, the, one of the things that I, I want to encourage you guys that uh, look for opportunities in a hidden place to worship the Lord because what happens is uh, when we go into the closet and we seek the Lord in that place, he says, the Lord says when we would be that authentic and that true to the Lord that he will reward us openly. Okay? There's something that if we're true in the secret place of who we are and what we're all about, then God says, I can, I can trust you maybe uh, in a place of influence or on a platform. Or, and so we have to be faithful and not, uh, you know, uh, thinking secondarily of, well, oh, that's just a place or, or there's no one here. It just doesn't count that much. I only come alive when I'm on the stage. I remember one time I was at one of these huge 
gatherings, uh, Azusa Now, in the Rose Bowl in California. And one of the biggest bands that was out there was getting ready to play, and actually they were playing, and, and uh, this was just a, a little glimpse into a true worshiper's life. And so the band's on stage, you know, the, the name, the stadium, all the stuff gets people excited and all this stuff. And they're, but they're worshiping up, they're lifting up Jesus, and, and it, was, it was great. And I remember I was looking for my, my coat. I left my coat behind the stage there somewhere, and I was looking around. Man, it's got to be here somewhere. I never did find it, but, but I found something else. I went behind these speakers in this area, and there was actually the biggest name of the whole tribe of worship. This lady was back there in a total hidden place. No one would have ever seen her unless they were looking for a coat back there. And she was worshiping and dancing the Lord in a total secret place. And she was like the main name of the band. And she, did, she, wasn't, she didn't even go up on stage, but she was worshiping extravagantly where no one would see her except the Lord. And I was like really touched, like, whoo, that girl's authentic. My goodness. She don't just come alive on stage. So anyways, let's talk about the worship in heaven, okay? It says that there'll be four living creatures around the throne of God from Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. And uh, the four living creatures and 24 elders falling at the feet of the Lamb. And each have a harp. And they're holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Isn't, that a, isn't it incredible that you think of our prayers are that connected in the, the throne room of God that there's elders that are holding our prayers, the incense that's before the throne is the prayers of the saints. Never underestimate the value of your prayers, your adoration, your affection, your worship on earth. Right now, we have the privilege of worshiping the Lord by faith. When we're there, we'll be there. We're like, whoo, there he is, face to faith. I, I've heard people say they don't even think there will be faith. There will be no need for faith in eternity. But right now, <laughs> the righteous shall live by it. So it's a privilege. Faith pleases the Lord. It's impossible to please him without faith. And there's times, how many people have experienced this, that we have to worship by faith. We're like, man, my flesh isn't really feeling it. I don't even know if God's really listening. You know, you know, all these things come up against us, and we start feeling like, is this worth anything? Is it pressing in in a secret place, pressing in when, a, when, when it becomes a sacrifice of faith? You know, like Starlina coming to church like three days after Michael passes, you know, and, and, and there's times where we just have to press him because he's worthy, because he is our all and our all. Amen? And so here they are. We see a picture of worship. And uh, I mentioned again, the, the passion of heaven will be Jesus, the Lamb of God, around the throne. And, uh, and so, and then we see point number three, another thing that we know we'll be doing is singing, okay? And we see in Revelations uh, chapter 15, starting at verse 3, it says, And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God. Isn't that awesome? Like a human on earth, the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb somehow blended together. Moses, the, the, the servant of God, and the, the song of the Lamb. And it says this, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All the nations will come and worship before you for your righteous 
acts have been revealed. And so you think of just the singing. You think of the songs. I believe, I'm just saying I believe this. I believe there's songs that are written on earth that will be sung in heaven. And I believe we, we catch songs that are in heaven and we can bring them to earth and sing them here. I believe there is a transaction like Moses the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. I don't believe it's just like, well, right now we sing these songs, we get to heaven. It's just, I believe it's all intermingled and it's connected. And we sing, here we sing by faith. But what if, you know, every time we came to church, it was heaven on earth? I believe that's God's heart for church, for gathering of the saints, is a, is a glimpse of heaven on earth. When we worship the Lord, when we press in and we adore Him together. Amen? When we embrace the saints and we, we love on one another as he has loved us. Woo, come on, someone. Okay, another thing we'll be doing. So we've established that we're, we're going to be doing family for eternity. We're going to be doing worship. We're going to be doing singing. And the next, we'll, we'll be resting. Resting. Remember Jesus said, come on to me. To me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So there's something about our weary souls, okay, and the burdens that we carry in this life. And um, let me read you um, Revelation 14, 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them. So what's he talking about there? He's talking about, hey, you're blessed if you die in the Lord. We talked about that. Those who have faith in Christ Jesus and put their hope in him. Blessed are you if you die in the Lord because you're going to live on forever. Okay? And what's awaiting them is rest from their labor. How, how many people have just in this life, you just get weary sometimes. You're just like, man, this is an obstacle, obstacle course down here. You know, and there's burdens. There's the burden of sin and addictions and afflictions that come our way and and there, there's things that that just wear out the soul and Jesus says come to me if you're weary if you're burdened I'll give you rest but there's a resting place in heaven too there's a place where we can just we can just just let it all go all the tribulations of this life and be refurbished in times of refreshing in his presence and uh, I'm, I'm telling you how, well, how many people I'll just try and put it this way how many people enjoy a little Sunday afternoon nap? We got any sun, Sunday afternoon nappers? Well, that's a little, little glimpse of heaven right there. Like, I just want to take, I don't have to do nothing. I got no responsibility, no work. I'm just going, ah, you know, nice lunch, you know. And uh, so that's just a little glimpse. I mean, you can, you can rest in the Lord. You're blessed if you're in him and you get to rest from your labor. But let me tell you this also. I believe the vocations of heaven are going to be off the scale. The things that God will call you to do. It's not like we're, I don't believe we're doing nothing. I've, I've heard people talk about the jobs in heaven, people that have, have actually went into that realm and, and, um, and, and the, the, the responsibilities that will be given, that will be a joy to our heart to say, wow, I get to serve my king in such a way. And, um, and so you, have any of you guys seen that? What's the name of that new... Um, not, not microscope, what do you call it, telescope. Have you guys seen the pictures that are coming out? It's like off the scale, like the beauty of the galaxies. And, and I'm just under the impression that the galaxies are going to be our playground, okay? I mean, and it goes on, the vastness of God, no one can fathom. And, uh, and God is the maker of the heavens and the earth. So 
there's going to be adventures. There's going to be things to do. There'll be responsibilities in different realms. Get ready, get ready. Y'all ready for this? And that goes into point number five. We're going to be serving. I mentioned the, the heavenly vocations and things that we'll be doing, but we'll be serving. And Revelation uh, 22, 3 says, uh, 22, verse 3, no longer will there be any curse. Can someone say hallelujah? hallelujah? No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face and His name will be on their foreheads. Wow. Y'all get that? No longer any more curses. Right now we... We labor, we contend in a world that's, that's cursed, that's fallen, that's broken. And there's uh, powers and principalities that are trying to take us out. And so we, we don't even know what it's like to live in a curse-free curse atmosphere. Be blessed in the Lord. And, and we, His servants, will serve Him. How many people get excited about serving? We're not really a, that much of a servant-type culture, more like self-serving, but... But as we've learned to serve the Lord and say, man, it is my privilege, it's my honor to do the master's bidding, to be a servant and to see his face, to see his pleasure. He said, remember, he says, so, well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into your master's joy. Enter into the master's joy. That's what is awaiting those who have served well in this life. Good and faithful servants. There's a, he says, come into my joy. You get to see the delight on his face. We get to do it in this realm and hopefully do it well and then be rewarded in the next. And, and don't ever forget that what we do here matters for eternity. We'll be rewarded for the things we do here. We'll give an account. You ever, you ever thought of his name will be on your forehead? <laughs> you know, the priests, they used to have a, a plate the high priest and say holy right here on their forehead. Maybe it'd be holy, maybe be Yeshua, who knows what the name will be, but amazing, eh? Okay. Um, he says, you shall worship the Lord and serve him only. Jesus declares that to the devil when the temptations were coming against him. Now, look at this in Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine says, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. Let me read that again. Do you see a man who's skilled, or a woman, of course, who's skilled in his work? They will serve before kings and not before obscure men. How important is it to be skilled? Well, if you have any desire to, be, to, to have impact with kings and influencers, it says that that's, your gift makes room for you. And if you steward your gift well, doors open. Doors open, okay? And so I believe in this life, there's things that will develop in this life that will steward in this life with the spirit of excellence. Uh, and we will, it will actually translate into heaven of like, wow, they developed all that on earth and they already have a head start in heaven of where they're placed with their gifting before kings. So it's important to serve well right here, right now. It'll affect our service in heaven. 
will serve before kings, will serve before the king of kings. Amen? Y'all getting quiet on me. Give me a shout. All right, all right. I know y'all got those, that look where your wheels are spinning kind of thing. It's sinking in. It's sinking in. Okay. Number six, what we're going to do, activities of heaven. We're going to be ruling. Someone say ruling. You've heard people say that this life is training for reigning. That God will give us authority. He wants to promote his children. He wants to give us authority. Revelation 22 verse 5 says, There will be no more light. They will have... They will not have a need for light or a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. What are you going to do in heaven? You're going to reign forever and ever. You're going to have authority. You're going to be rulers, kings and priests of our God. And so don't think you're going to just be obscure with nothing to do and, 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 and no influence the Lord says that for those who are His, He says they will reign forever and ever. Remember, Apostle Paul tells Timothy, he says, if we endure, we shall also reign with Him. So what's the pathway to reigning with the Lord in this life? Endurance. If we endure with Him, we will reign with Him. And so never underestimate just the ability to keep on keeping on to hold fast, to hold fast to your word, to endure, even when opposition comes. Because the Lord wants to promote you. He wants to give you authority to reign, to rule and reign, to have influence in this life. Jesus said, the greatest among us will be a servant. And so as we're faithful here, he will promote us. And we know that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, Ephesians 2, verse 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. And so here it's talking about he's already done. He's placed us as we put faith in Jesus. We're, we're positioned with the Lord. We're seated with him in heavenly realms. And I think many of us don't understand that. We think, well, someday I'll be seated. I believe there's a place for you right now with the Lord who is ruling and reigning and interceding for things on earth right now. And we can participate with that. We have influence in this realm right now. Y'all got that? And so, so, so many times we underestimate the, our positioning and what God has done for us and what he wants to do with us. And we think, well, someday, you know, in, uh, in the celestial realm, I'll, I'll, it'll all work out and I'll be sitting there, you know, close to the throne or something. He says, no, we're seated with him now. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And so when you declare the word, when you enforce the victory of the cross, you're ruling and reigning. You're, you're the salt and the light pushing back the darkness, being the resistance in the earth. How many people think there needs to be a little resistance to the darkness that's rummaging through the earth right now, right? And that's a privilege that we have, but it's surely something that we're going to do forever and ever, the Bible says, to reign with him. Woo! All right. And point number seven, we're, we're, man, we're almost there. I'm going quick. Y'all ready for this? Point number seven, activities of heaven. These are just some of them. I'm sure there's 
things that we've never even dreamed of we're going to be doing, but the things that we do know that we see, obviously, in Scripture. Number seven, this one, I'll, I'll do it in, in honor of my lovely wife. We are going to be eating. I, I always say, you know, you read that little love language book, The Five Languages of, of Love, you know, it's like, you know, uh, quality time, physical touch, these different ways people, you know, all these different things, and uh, words of affirmation. Well, I would say, man, they're definitely missing one, food, you know, <laughs> the love language. I mean, she's definitely got that one. It's like, you want to see her get happy and just give her some good food. Or So anyways, honey, you'll be happy to know you're going to be eating in heaven. We're going to be feasting. We're going to be feasting, okay? And so um, Revelation 19.9, then the angel said to me, right, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are true words of God. Blessed are those who are invited. How many of you want to be invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb? By the way, if you get there, if you're there, you are the bride of that wedding celebration. Isn't that amazing? So blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. But you can imagine the, the kind of food and celebration that would be in heaven. God designed food. He gave us our taste buds. And uh, it talks about in Revelation chapter 2, it says, uh, uh, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some hidden manna. That's that heavenly food, right? He says, if, if, you, if you're an overcomer, I got, some, I got a special stash for you. There's some hidden manna, some nutrients from, from heaven, okay? Um, and so the Lord wants to feed us in this life and in the next. And uh, Jesus said, it's, it's my nutrients. It's my food to do the work of my Father, to do the work of my Father. And so there's something about eating well now and knowing in the natural realm, knowing that it's going to translate into heaven as well. There's, there's going to be feasting. There's going to, you know, how many people understand we're going to get a brand new body, right? A, a body, it'll be like Jesus' body when it was resurrected. So what was Jesus doing? He was talking and hanging out with people. He was walking through walls. He was showing up in different places, translating from this place to that place. And he was eating. He's eating fish. I mean, so there's a physical element to our new bodies that you're going to all inherit in Christ Jesus. There's a physical element, but there's a, there's a supernatural element too where you can go places and, 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 and translate into different realms. And, and this is what the Lord has for us. So don't get discouraged if your physical body right now is kind of falling apart or the older years are setting in, you know, outwardly we're wasting away, but inwardly we're being renewed. It's just going to be a moment of time, just a flash. And at the right time, you're going to be resurrected and you'll have a brand new body that will be made for eternity. That can go places, that can do things that are supernatural. Thank you, Jesus. And so I want, I wanted this morning, I just felt like the Lord said in the, do not let your hearts be troubled. In times where there's such shaking and you can look at the evil on the earth, we have to, you know, just like we, we see back with the, the African-American slaves of, of America, the early years, when, when the persecutions come, you know, their hearts turned upward and they began to sing. What are they sing? They say, sweet, swing low, sweet chariot. Come on, Anthony, come up here and sing us something. Come on. He's going to sing us something right now. So, and, 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 uh, 
Because when the pressure is on, we start to go heavenward. We start to realize there's an eternal realm. Come on, Anthony, what you got for us, man? A lot of times when they will be out in the fields working, doing the crops and whatnot, they would have to encourage themselves, so they would sing songs like, My good Lord had done been here, done blessed my soul and gone away. My good Lord had done been here, done blessed my soul and gone away. Do you believe in the Lord thy God? Yes, yes I do. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Yes, how about you? My good Lord had done been here, done blessed my soul and gone away. I've just come from the fountain. I'm just from the fountain, Lord. I've just come from the fountain that tastes so sweet. Do you receive the Son of God? Yes, yes, I do. Do you believe that he'll make a way? How about you? I've just come from the fountain. I'm just from the fountain, Lord. I've just come from the fountain that tastes so sweet. And then when Harriet Tubman came on the scene and she was leading them out to what we call the promised land for freedom as far as from the Carolinas, Mississippi, all the way up into Canada, that was freedom. They would be singing, follow the drinking gourd. That was the star by night that she had to take them and get them around through different places. Follow the drinking gourd. It will lead you by faith, keep you by night. Follow the drinking gourd. It will lead you by day and keep you safe. Follow the drinking gourd. The Lord is a light, he will light your path. Follow the drinking gourd. And those were songs that she taught them and stuff like that. In these songs, it gives you faith, but it builds your, your mind and emotionally to let you know that God has the upper hand and that he's going to provide for you. Blessings. Hallelujah. Way to go, man. Thank you. You know, I just feel like, Starlina, come up here. You're supposed to sing. You're supposed to sing also. Come on. You got to keep the praise on no matter what. You, you go through the valley of the shadow of death, but I know you got something you're supposed to release. Just, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Michael and I would do songs together, and Michael and I would do songs together, and one of those songs, this one, I don't know why, I think it's really fun, uh, strange place where I'm at, but there's a song that goes, Lord, you are good, and your love is everlasting. Lord, you are good, and your love is everlasting. Lord, you are good, and your love is everlasting, and your mercy endureth to all generations. Your mercy endureth to all generations. Hallelujah, yeah, yeah. 
oh, oh, yeah. Your mercy endureth to all generations. Your mercy endureth to all generations. That's awesome. That's amazing. Thank you, Lord. All right, so I felt like the Lord said he wants us to anchor our hope in heaven. That's our home. That's where we're going. That's the destination of perfection in the Lord. Right now, we're on a mission. This life, really, ultimately, it's it's a trip. It's a mission trip. You get it? Okay? We're on assignment here. Don't get too cozy here, comfortable. We're strangers and aliens in this life. But, um... God is going to bring us home, and we're all going to be celebrating for all of eternity. But he wants us to begin to invest our imaginations, our heart, our hope in heaven. Don't, don't go around thinking, well, that sounds a little boring. You know, just I'm telling you, it's going to be off the scale. If you like sports, man, can you imagine the sports in heaven? I mean, there's things that are going to be happening, and, and, you, and you need to get ready. But you need to steward your passions now because it's going to affect how you land in heaven. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the master's joy. And there's things that make you resonate and come alive. Don't ignore those things. They're things God's put in you. He's designed you. There's a desi- divine design, okay, in each of us. And uh, we never want those things to become idolatry, okay? You don't want to put it above the Lord, but there's, there's an enjoyment in this life as we do the things that God's called us to do. How many people feel like the enemy's been contending for your dreams and your and the, your passions like you just feel like man I was like an onslaught for me just put your hand up if you feel like that's been so I just want to pray a prayer we can go ahead and someone uh, start on the keyboard but we're going to just pray a prayer and I believe that the Lord said that those passions are are to be um, protected and developed in this life that God put them there for a reason and they're gonna they're not just for here they're going to extend into heaven okay does this make sense Okay, so Father God, put your hand up one more time if you've been feeling the devil trying to steal your passions, your joy, your purpose. Maybe you haven't found it all yet. Maybe it hasn't fully been formed. But Lord, I just pray for everyone here, Lord, as we think of eternity, we think of the home of the righteous, and we think of the place that you've gone to prepare for us, Lord. And it just be a matter of time. We'll be there, Lord. We'll be there together. We'll be meeting people that have gone before us, Lord. Just a matter of time before we have a brand new body with no, no more aches and pains. And Lord, we just give you praise that you've gone before us, Lord. And you've made a way. You, Jesus, you are the way. And I pray for the dreams and visions, passions, giftings you've put in the saints that are here now, Lord, that we could steward them well, Lord, that we wouldn't get pulled to the right or the left, Lord that we could stay on that straight and narrow path that leads to a life and, yea, even abundant life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way, Father. I just just saw a picture. If you guys are comfortable, there's just... Just uh, reach out and touch someone in the shoulder, whatever, whatever's appropriate, you know, just, but just, uh, just feel like 
that we're, you know, you, you heard when COVID came, the big, the big thing was, hey, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. I, I, I think what they said there was, wasn't, wasn't so. <laughs> it was more to that statement. They just wanted everyone to comply. But I'm telling you, when we say we're all in this together, when it comes to, to heaven and to the purpose of Jesus, it is absolutely true. The body of Christ, one heart, one voice, one body, one faith. We are truly in this together. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, when one of us is weak, another one would be strong, Lord, that every joint would supply, Lord, within this body, Lord, to keep everyone encouraged and strengthened and moving forward in their gifting, their calling. Lord, would you restore to us the hope of heaven, that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be just escapism, but Lord, it would, it would be a true hope, a true anchor that we can rest in knowing, Lord, you've gone before us, Lord. And, and yet, Lord, we ask that you'd help us be faithful in this realm, in this life, in the mission, the task that's at hand, Lord, of being the salt and the light of the world. Help us, God. Help us, Lord. Yeah, I just believe that even this week, you guys are going to start to have dreams and visions. There's people here that are going to have encounters. God's going to be awakening passions and purpose. Wherever numbness is set in, I feel like the Father said, that's not of me. God wants all his children alive, fully alive, abundant life. Lord, we just speak that over the saints here this morning, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. Fill us, Lord. May all that we do be spirit-led. May our work, our vocation, our recreation times, Lord. Lord, would you fill our recreation times, Lord, with your spirit. I love hearing of some of the guys playing sports and just God building his kingdom through, through relationships that come together to play frisbee or football and Lord, would you just fill all these aspects of our life? It wouldn't just be, well, I go to church once a week. But Lord, let, let church and let heaven flow throughout the week, Lord. Throughout the week, Lord, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to all that we do, to our quiet times and to our fellowship times, to our outreach times, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Flood us with your spirit, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's just take a moment. Let the Holy Spirit just wash over you. Thank you, Jesus. There's there's something about worship. It's a formula that I've learned in my life, and I know that you've heard it, that praise will bring you into your destiny. I don't know how sometimes it makes sense, but or how it makes sense, but it really does. Just like Joseph, whenever he was tossed in the pit, it was his brother Judah, which Judah means praise. And it was Judah that convinced his brothers to be able to send him to Egypt, and Egypt was his next step in his destiny. So we just want to be able to sing worship this morning to bring you to your next step, to bring you to your destination, to where you're going. 
Sing it again. I will adore you. you make heaven real to us more and more and we will reign with you forever and ever we will rest in you we will serve we will serve you Lord we will fellowship with you in family eternal family the more you praise the closer you get to your destiny just start singing I will adore you Jesus the more you praise, the closer you get. pray for an awakening of awareness of the, the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm. We welcome the angels that are ministers, servants to the heirs of salvation, Lord, those who have come to minister to us, to strengthen us, to protect us, to assist us. Lord, we give you praise for divine assistance. I believe there's going to be an awakening of awareness of angels. Sometimes, just as it was true in Jesus' life, when his friends had failed him, the angels came in the Garden of Gethsemane and strengthened him. The angels came and ministered to him when there was no one else. 
Lord, let us be aware of that assistance that is ours, Lord. Strengthen the saints, Lord. Heighten our awareness of the eternal realm, Lord. We're just a stepping stone away. This life is a stepping stone into eternity, Lord. Help us to set our hearts and minds on things above, not on temporary things, but that which is eternal, we pray now. And we thank you for heaven. We thank you for preparing a place for us, Lord. Thank you. You're the master carpenter. You're building stuff that we can not even imagine, Lord. Woo! <laughs> and we give you praise. And all God's people said, Woohoo! Amen. All right, God bless you. Hug someone.